Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 561 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Well, honestly, there's been a lot that's been going on. Even though I'm on vacation stuff, things are still rolling, things are still happening. For those of you that are a viewing audience or part of a viewing audience and stuff, I actually went through and invested inside of a boom arm and stuff and also another little pop filter here for my microphone. Love it so mm. far. It is doing exactly the job that I want it to do, which is clearing up a lot of space on the table on top of having something that's mounted and secure so I don't mess up any cords. Yeah, we did We did find <laughs> out that removing the microphone from Gable's table uh, gives him room for five more Jack and Cokes. So that's pretty great. <laughs> But uh, other than that, though, I also made a, a couple big purchases. This it was not the only big purchase and stuff. It was also another pair of headphones because I need something to listen to while I am working in the yard. Love the beats that I found, the beats that I bought and stuff like that. But I also invested in an Xbox Series X. And there's a reason for that. And there's actually a couple different reasons for that. One of which was kind of kind of stupid at first thought, but actually started becoming like a actually a very smart idea. I have a couple of Xboxes already, right? I have the Xbox One that I had bought pre-owned back around 2019, and then I bought the Series S like not even like a few months ago or something over at uh, Pawn Shop, right? And don't get me wrong, the Xbox Series S and stuff is a fine machine and stuff. It works well, everything else and stuff, but to kill pretty much two birds with one stone, I wanted to get rid of the xbox one plus like the uh xbox series s and if i could find like a decent like series x or something like that it's basically just gave me one last excuse to actually invest inside yeah. one so yeah i now am a proud owner of an xbox series x i have it plugged in and it's right next to my ps5 inside the that little cubby thing inside my freaking tv stand i have tried it out quite a bit I've played a couple different indie games that I have downloaded on there, like Ravenlock, and like uh, there's another one too, the the curious. Uh, uh, the last case of Benedict Fox. Yeah, I tried playing that plus like Ravenlock and stuff, but uh, because my, a lot of my time has been spent playing Street Fighter Six this past week, I mean I haven't really delved into like the nitty gritty. Ice guy, I'm sorry. I like you spend five hundred dollars on the, like the world's most powerful console. And then you you test it out with two indie games. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. It's kind of... I know, right? I know, right? And I know how it sounds, dude. But uh, no, there is a reason why I bought that system. And it's predominantly because of the games coming out on Game Pass. Like Liza P, like Starfield, like the Foes of Motorsports and stuff like that. I'm talking about games that... Uh, We'll definitely yeah you're gonna have you're the definitely gonna Xbox Series yeah, X yeah I, I want to try to get one before Hellblade two so that's kind of my plan oh my gosh Hope, well well yeah from yeah I tried initially playing those two games and stuff but uh, yeah those were like the initial big purchases and stuff but other than that it's been it's actually been kind of an interesting week itself because not only it's vacation time for me but also it's because I've gotten a lot of yard work stuff done gaming stuff obviously but. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty fun. So how how have you been, Tyler? Uh, I'm all right. You know, uh, it's been a week. Uh, I was also on vacation. Didn't feel like it, but I was on vacation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I spent the week over at my uh, my family's house taking care of uh, 
I talked about a couple weeks ago. We found our our, um, our dog uh, Gunner. He uh, has cancer, so want to spend the the week with him. So he's only got a few more months. So um, you know, make sure he's doing okay. He's on some new medication, and just you know, want to spend some, you know, this is probably the last time we're gonna be able to spend some real quality time with him. So um, kind of a, a important for me to to do that. Um, so yeah. that was kind of a, a nice little twofer, uh, but was uh, still pretty exhausting. Um, and he's got, he's like running a fever. So we have like, like my parents have like super cold at their house. Uh, so I spent the whole week just freezing. Uh, so, cause uh, it's, it's very cool. It's like, and like the, my parents got like the mid sixties, low sixties in the house. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was very cool. I was like, I, I was just bringing my uh, series S over every day. Cause it's just easier to move. And uh, plus got all the game pass games. So I was taking that over with me. So like in between naps, I you know, do a little bit of gaming. Um, so I was playing, I just dick around with a lot of like uh, series S games this week. Um, but uh, I was like under a quilt with like pants, like pants, like my <laughs> I had my jeans on socks. And I was wearing like a really thick Carhartt shirt with like a, with a, literally a quilt over me on the couch with my hands under the blanket playing the games. And, and I was still freezing. Uh, but Oh my god yeah <laughs> uh yeah but it was it was a good week i mean uh other than you know uh, i you know I, other than gunner having cancer like i'd much rather be doing hanging out with him um uh, and you know and playing games in a super cold room than be working so uh yeah but overall it was, it was a pretty decent week I, you know i did i slept in pretty good today so that was nice so got like a whole i got like a dude i didn't even, i didn't even take a benadryl or nothing that was nine hours today that's pretty fun yeah cool. yeah that's uh-huh. like two nights of sleep for me. So that's pretty fucking great. Uh, so yeah, I felt pretty good. I woke up and like, Oh shit. Okay, cool. This is it? This is it? Yeah. This is weird. Like what the fuck's going on? The sun's up. This is weird. Um, yeah, no, wow, I don't feel like shit. What the fuck's going on with that? Uh, but no, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, it was, it was kind of nice to, we did a lot of, uh, podcasting this last week. Um, yep, we did. and I did two live reactions, one to Capcom and one to Xbox. And then also did uh, four podcasts. We did one for like a breakdown of uh, Summer Game Fest, um, Xbox, Ubisoft, and Capcom. Uh, so check those out. Go back, check those out. A couple of them are short episodes. Like the Ubisoft one's like 40 minutes. Capcom one is 20 minutes. And 18 of that is just me ranting. Uh, so felt good, Gables. I got I to gotta tell you. Uh, I felt like a million bucks after that, that Capcom podcast. Because sometimes it's just good to get all the aggression out. You know, just got to get all that frustration out. Yeah. And I let Capcom have it, and I felt pretty good about it. Uh, but yeah, so if you if you're listening to us or you're watching us, whatever, uh, you don't like subscribe, look down in the show notes down below, and you'll see links to all of our socials and uh, where where our podcasts are at, and like YouTube. Uh, but if you wanna you know you wanna watch some of those, like we do have with the live reactions to Xbox and Capcom, uh, go check those out. Um, got those. We had a lot of fun. It was it was definitely it was a lot of work. Um, definitely glad I we were both on vacation for those because. Yeah, like, yes. uh, you know, yeah, we're just talking about and watching people talk about video games and trailers, but uh, you definitely feel it once it's over. Uh, oh no shit! Yeah, I was, uh, I was definitely like Tuesday when it was all over. I was sitting at my parents' house. I'm like, I am exhausted, especially in their late nights. So it was like late nights, getting up early. Uh, it took me, a couple, I think, it took me a good day, day and a half to recover from those. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was great, good times. Uh, not a lot going on this week, though, Gables, in, in the world of news, pretty much, which is typical. Usually this E3 Summer Game Fest week, like, we just get flooded with a bunch of information and like, a bunch of random stuff that happens, yeah. uh, you know, during and maybe the day after. 
uh, like smaller stuff, like well, you know, more details, some of the stuff we saw. Uh, then kind of like the, going into that following week, there's nothing. Usually we just take this weekend off. We'll just like record a bunch of content, bank it, and then we'll just release something in the weekend. But um, I don't know. Maybe we should have done that. I don't know. But uh, we're here now, so we're doing this. Uh, but I thought yep. Gables, after Summer Game Fest, Gables. Yeah. But actually, before we get into that, final thoughts. You know, you can spend how much more time you want. What was your kind of final thoughts on Summer Game Fest as a whole in 2023? Okay, so the whole Summer Game Fest, I felt kind of like half and half about. I mean, we did hear a bunch of decent stuff, like in the Xbox showcase and then like the whole initial Summer Games Fest like show and stuff that had some good parts to it as well. But it, it definitely felt like it was kind of like a hodgepodge of stuff because we had Ubisoft that did their their forward and everything like that. And it was it was all right, yeah. you know, in terms of that. But then you have the Capcom one, which would barely had any type of information and which is better off kind of like its own. It was just better off just updates on their better YouTube off, page or some shit. Just better off just not happening in some cases, yes. And uh, yeah, there were some interesting parts of the whole summer games fest so far like as a whole for that week but it really wasn't like over the top like like non-stop drops you know like okay this is happening this is happening this is happening this is happening yeah. you know kind of like what some people were to expect but uh i think partially what i really did enjoy from this summer's game fest and stuff is the quality of the summer game fest like thing that keely hosted was definitely an improvement over the past previous iterations of it, obviously, I felt like this was his best, like one that he has yeah, done so far. Totally agree. By, by probably like a mile in my honest opinion. Then the Xbox game showcase and stuff like that, that was pretty fine too. I mean, we got a bunch of confirmations on a couple different games that we were wondering about, like Fable and stuff like that. Avowed. I mean, including a bits of like updates and stuff for specific games that are coming to game pass. They showcase like the persona three reload stuff and like tactical stuff that's coming by the end of this yeah. year on the game. Metaphors pass. early next year. Yeah. And so it was kind of more aligned to what I was expecting Xbox to really go forth and put through for their announcement stuff, basically more game pass stuff, things that we haven't heard too much about. And then obviously that full on thing with Starfield was just yeah. the cherry on top. And that, initially had me going to where i was on the fence about it and now i absolutely want to play that game and it was one of the influences to where i wanted a series x to play it. yeah fair <laughs> enough it's 125 gigabyte download they said not including Jeez. a day one patch oh my god yeah. dude <laughs> that's a lot yeah. man oh man that's actually more than like some destiny 2 things that i've downloaded before. yeah that's like <laughs> oh, that's like we're getting like modern war war zone uh territory with that stuff so um but then again from what they're aiming with the game itself it doesn't surprise me it's that big. no not at all I, yeah I, you know it's definitely like it's a good reason to get to, you know, with that terabyte hard drive it's definitely a good reason to uh mm -hmm. upgrade because you're gonna you're gonna need the room because uh i have the uh series s but that's like a third of the room on that series S once you take out the OS and everything. So, uh, I, I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What were your thoughts? Uh, I can wait really, really positive. Like it's like, I don't know. Like I, I think we're all just trying to like put all this, like there, there's definitely a lot of pressure on it. Cause it's like, it's the de facto E3 replacement. And there's like, yeah. you know, people like us that we grew up watching E3. We watched the G4 stuff back in the day. We read all that. We used to go online yep. and read all the articles and like, I don't know, but like I know, like I used to like 
hit the refresh button when you people like watch like or you'd be on like GameSpot or IGN and there'd be the live blog yes. of what's happening. Um, and like yep. watching all the videos like the next day because like you know the early back in the early two thousands like you, you couldn't you didn't get trailers right away like you had to wait sometimes oh, a long no. time to get those so like the, live feeds. yeah the li- yeah just live updates from journalists yeah. just typing on their computers and we just read the text. yeah yeah you couldn't see anything you're just hearing you're just yeah, you're just reading what they're saying uh so um yeah like there's that nostalgia factor there's like I mean there's definitely like to me, like E3 is much like Pokemon, where it's like, I have, there's a lot of problems with it, but like it's it's got the nostalgia, it's got that they it's that that childhood memories that like those fond childhood memories. It kind of gives you back to that, and it's like, um, sadly, it's over due to like just basically it's a lot, you know, um, just idiocy from ESA. Basically, they killed themselves. Jeff Keighley said it best. They, you know, uh, ESA killed them. E3 killed E3. Brett screwed Brett. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good enough. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, I think we like we're all like witch casting, like all this, like where it's like, oh, man, we're gonna have big bangers, and we have those. But like, I think yes. it's tell like part of it is like Jeff Keighley, you could tell he does not have the relationship with Nintendo that he has had with like when Reggie was there and Iwata was there. Like those two are, you Absolutely. know, Iwata passed about a decade, almost, almost crazy, almost a decade ago now. And almost a decade ago too yeah and that shows in terms of like the relationship because keely and nintendo you know because of the ties with reggie fizeme and like satoru iwata and stuff like that you could tell that they would get some aspects of it maybe not a lot but it have something like it at worst it'd be like a dlc character for smash that was and that was still pretty awesome that was true yeah like the, the but, sephiroth uh, one was like the last i think one they had i think that was was that 2020 summer's games no it was game actually awards? the game awards of 2020 december 2020. yeah it's 2019 2020. the only reason why I, the only reason why i remember that is because i was watching that trailer during moving one house to another so i'm like oh okay freaking... yeah but uh yeah being nintendo being nintendo and stuff like that i mean i wasn't really expecting them to tie anything close to the summer's games yeah and they were on the list when you when uh, they posted the partners like the playstation kind of like not not really doing like a thing, but also kind of sort of doing a thing. And then also they underwhelmed, but they did it like two weeks ahead of time. Um, yeah. Until like, I th- even EA, EA, like um, EA plays are like always like never great, but like I would, some of those like were pretty dreadful. We talked about those like, or like the early ones, like in like the, the late, you know, 2010s, uh, mid 2010s. But I, I feel like the last few have been pretty good where like they really cut out the sports shit. Cause it was like, it'd be like, only be like 30, like only be like 40, 45 minutes, but it'd be like, 25 like 20 minutes will be like fifa and like madden shit it's like we dude that was the most relaxing thing about this year is we didn't have to see anything by ea yeah. well we had like the immortals <laughs> avm but like i feel like the one since like you know during like i feel like a lot really like i most of these like you know four huge soft forwards capcom showcases ea plays have been really have been pretty good um during COVID. like they've definitely Tater and like just I mean obviously it helps you your editing your pre the pre the pre all package shit it's all done ahead of time so it's not yes. live you don't have any weird awkward stuff going on you don't have to like uh, people come on stage long talking like they're all pretty tight and stuff like that but like I you know I thought the EA plays were gotten better the, the last two or three they did um, and they like I said they they like they would talk about Madden they would talk about FIFA like you have to but it, right, exactly. it'd be like three four minutes and like it'd just be a trailer and maybe a little bit and that's it instead of like you know pele coming on stage or juju juju smith schuster going on stage with a twitch streamer and like with canned 
like they're obviously reading off a teleprompter trying to like throw shade at each other uh and it's very awkward and they can't act because they're a twitch streamer and a football player um like yeah like them not being there like i think honestly it does hurt um nintendo not having a direct there hurts not, like like mm, that that true. tuesday feels empty that sunday or is it monday night without fucking playstation feels kind of empty like um yep. i don't even need like i'm not even talking about the big stage press and stuff but like just you know having something there um because we're so akin to having it to be like sundays being xbox and bethesda and stuff mondays being the late mondays being like say us playstation yeah, stuff and then whatever well, and, the... and then ubisoft or wherever yeah. and then like that tuesday was normally for like nintendo yeah. stuff yeah you always had a pattern ea play would usually be like saturdays um yeah, like we we definitely missed that like that long gated uh, stretch of just like pack shows, um, and I like like I said like it was exhausting just doing the four and then the two live reactions. Like I couldn't imagine if like back like we were doing it then with like six showcases. Like maybe like you always have the rando like Square Enix might do one or something <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, overall, I like I thought Summer Game Fest like you said was the best one or was the best Summer Game Fest kickoff show so far. Like he yeah. had like Joe was talked about like. Your show is always as good as the, the games you have. And the last couple of years, he did not have, like, he didn't really have the games. Um, or, like, there wasn't enough to fill the whole show. There was, like, he had a, a few solid announcements, but, like, they were pretty right. spread out pretty far. And, like, I felt like the show flew, flowed really well. Like, it was two hours, and, like, the pacing was, was pretty great. Like, there's a little bit of lulls in there. Like, you have the commercials. Like, you're always going to have, they had to pay the bills. Um, so you're going to have to, you're going to have that. Uh, Xboxes was fantastic. Uh, you know, we have complaints about like lack of gameplay from Fable and Hellblade, uh, but like like Starfield, like they nailed the Starfield presentation was awesome. Um, Ubisoft's like if you just watch the trailers of Ubisoft, awesome. Like they they showed a ton of gameplay. Those all those games look really good to great. Um, it's just it was it, only the presentation. Yeah, sucked. it was ninety minutes that could have been <laughs> literally thirty five. Uh, and then Capcom. Mm is one of the worst fucking showcases I've ever seen in my entire life. Even though the shit they showed, totally fine. It just, they yeah. literally, sh- we talked about it. Like they began the presentation, the showcase with the trailer. They showed at Xbox with the same exact trailer. And then that was it. And they ended the showcase with the trailer. They showed at summer game fest. And that was it. And like the rest of it was just updates on games. you knew about the biggest announcement came out of it was they delayed pragmata. That was it. Um, mm-hmm. so they, yeah, like, yep. but, uh, I don't know. Like I will, I will take, this like you know like a long unnecessary unnecessarily long ubisoft showcase and a really awful capcom showcase like and have all this then nothing at all so it's like honestly as, as angry as i get about the capcom showcase i must you know we're, we're spoiled gamers uh we're fucking feasting right now on games uh and, absolutely we are yeah it's like we're so jaded now because like man like a game that's a seven out of ten right now like we would kill for like some of those games like obviously like, graphically they're better but like some of the games we consider like seven out of tens or like miss whatever's like would be like game of the year contenders fucking 12 years ago years yeah like yeah the yep. 360 ps3 even like before that like my god those would be game of the year contenders because oh my god during this generation of gamecube ps2 and xbox yeah a lot of those games would be contenders mm-hmm. for like say the top five or like maybe game of the year type of material stuff and other 
like previous generations. I mean, yeah, sure. yeah. Now it's like some of these games come out. And it's like a seventy-two on open credit. We're like, eh, right, I'm, I'm not gonna play that. But it's like, fuck, man. If it was, if it was like twenty nineteen, honestly, it would be like, it would, like we would be like, give it to me, give it to me. I need something to play. Uh, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That kind of gets me into the, the the next topic here, Gables. Yes. Let's talk about twenty twenty-three. Okay. A year. Somehow we are almost halfway through it, and somehow. If it, this year is feels like it's been ten years, but also feels like it's been two weeks, uh, so <laughs> we've been talking about a lot, Gables, about how crazy. Yes. I mean, like it's the last like since like 2016, it feels like it's just been pretty. Like we've had pretty great years. Like 2019 was a down year, but if you look at you go back and look at 2019 or even 2021, like they weren't like they didn't have the highs of some of the other years. But if you just look at like the list of like eight eight out of tens and up like a ton of them. Um, yeah. So when we talk about like, you know, we talk about like 1997, 1998, 20, 2007, 2017, 2018, like some of the greatest years in gaming of all time. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was kind of, we were scrolling through, uh, we were looking at like, I was talking to you, I think it was Monday night. We were talking about, like I told you, like I showed you my list. I keep, I, I keep a notepad on my phone of, Right. All the games that like I want to play that are coming out this year, and then like I bold them on there. That means I've paid for them and they're pre-ordered because I've I've talked about like I've accidentally over the years like pre-ordered a game from two different places and not realized it, and then all of a sudden you have two copies of a of a game show up at your house like fuck. Um, <laughs> so like I I do that now as like a way to like remind myself like okay and like I bold it and I put where I pre-ordered it at so I know. Uh, even like the game pass stuff, like I, I have, and I have an order by release date and then I have like a little section below it where it's like games I want to play this year that like don't have dates yet that are scheduled for this year. Um, and I was, I was, I was going through the list. I'm just going to read the list Gables. Uh, okay. I, so this is stuff that has not come out yet. June 22nd, final phase 16, June 29th, yep. AW fight forever, July 12th, oxen free yep. Two. July 14th, yep. extra primal. Uh, July 20th, yep. Immortals of Adium. To be fair, some of these games are like games I don't know if like for sure going to buy or like even going to invest time in. Like Immortals of Adium, Adium, I have like pre-ordered at GameStop and paid off, but like I, I have yeah, Zelda yeah. paid off there uh, as well at GameStop. I'm just going to move that over to something else. And if the reviews are middling or bad, I'll just move it on to something else. Uh, next up here though, uh, WrestleQuest, August 8th. Madden 24, August 17th. Starfield, September 6th. Mortal Kombat 1, September 19th. Lies of Peace, September 19th. Forza, for that same day, Gables, same fucking day. Also, my mother's birthday. Yeah. Uh, Liza P. <laughs> I already said that one. Sorry. Forza Motorsports, October 10th. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, October 12th. Alan Wake 2, October 17th. Spider-Man 2, October 20th. Those are the games just with dates. Uh, below that, games without, without dates. Replace, Stalker 2, Stellar Blade, Gisalt, which is that Don't Nod game. Um I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 games, Gables, that I want to play this year in the next six months. Uh, some of the games are pretty big. <laughs> like I'm sure like certain games, like Liza P, I don't know how much I'm going to play of that one because I played the demo. It's hard, Gables. And I, you, know, I, you know me, not a big I, – I, lo- I respect FromSoft. Just I don't, I, don't have, like, I don't have that mentality with those type of games. Uh but in like Madden 24, that's my side bitch game. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, the main games, my main squeeze doesn't know about the side bitch Madden 24. Uh, we keep those separate. Um, 
So yeah, those are just the games that like I have. I want to play the rest of the year. Uh, I don't know if you have a list, Gables, or if you you have an idea. I do. Okay, actually. here we go. So I have a list of about twenty-seven games I want to try to. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This is how, listeners, this is how this year has been in gaming for a lot of people, including Tyler and I, is when it comes to the quality of games to try out, this is an abnormal year. Because the last time we've had a year similar to this was back around 2017, 2018, and for the years that proceeded after it, it's been sort of like almost a reload. Whereas we've had high games in the high eights nines and everything else or whatever kind of caught her interest but we're talking about from january up until the middle of june here banger after banger after banger and then after this initial day with everything leading off to the end of the year is banger after banger after banger so that tells that leads me to the list i have here which currently stands about 27 and probably going to be more because of things i probably forgot about but that the rhythm final fantasy bar line that was one i love those type of games wild hearts wulong like a dragon ishin kirby return to dreamland because you know i love kirby stuff octopath traveler 2 even like the wrestling games like wb 2k23 is decent this year which is kind of crazy in my honest opinion but uh chia that was one star wars jedi survivor hogwarts legacy well i have a curiosity of that diablo 4 have a curiosity with that AEW Fight Forever, that one looks pretty fucking mm-hmm. fun, and I want to try that at the end of June. It's funny, coming off of Street Fighter Six and everything else, and all of a sudden I want to delve into another fighting game. Um, <laughs> you have Exoprimal in July, you have WrestleQuest, Sea of Stars, that indie game that has credentials that kind of reminds me. I do. Gable, did, did you see that it got announced this week? It's coming to Game Pass, day one. Jesus Christ. Well, there we go. Yeah. Save you some money right there, buddy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I know, right? Oh my gosh. And uh, let's see, other than Season of Stars and stuff like that, Blasphemous 2. And the two that uh, initially I saw gameplay of this past week, Liza P, which I've watched Maximilian Dude play Liza P, that demo. It looks pretty fucking cool. Armor Core 6, The Fires of Rubicon. I saw that gameplay footage. That looks fucking amazing. Yeah, the preview has been pretty it's good. It's basically a Dark Souls game, right? But you're flying in a freaking aerial mech, and it looks like you could just explore little intricacies. It feels like they just built a world for you to pretty much, like, stack on top of each other to go higher up, you know? Instead of, like, say, wide forays and stuff like that, there's a lot of stacking inside that initial level stuff that I saw from developers and stuff. It looks fucking cool. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like Starfield, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, that indie game that looks like a love letter to Jet Set Radio and stuff. Um, Mortal Kombat 1, because Mortal Kombat 1 feels like a fucking great game from what oh I've seen so, so far good. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Forza Motorsports, you know, let's see. Assassin's Creed Mirage, it's a return to form, and it looks like Something I loved playing with Assassin's Creed 2 and stuff. I've played through Assassin's Creed 2. Loved that game. I've tried playing the other Assassin's Creed games. It would not hook me in the same way. Like, it would hook me. Um, Let's see. Spider-Man 2. Obviously, Spider-Man 2. I completed the first game. Got the Platinum Trophy a couple of years ago for the original Spider-Man on PS4. So, I want to play the sequel. Um, Let's see. Persona 5 Did you play Miles Morales? I have Miles Morales. I should play Miles Morales. You piece of but, shit. Uh, I know, right? That's not too long of a game. I know. I know yeah, you'd be like, back. if you just mainline it, it's like six hours. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, Persona 5 Tactica, because, of course, I'm a fan of Persona 5. I want to try the strategy RPG thing on Game Pass, see if I'm really going to enjoy it or not. Pikmin 4, July. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16, which is basically next week. Well, this week. Actually, it's it Thursday. Week. <laughs> We're like five days away, Gables. But, My nipples uh, are ready. If you listeners or watchers haven't really been clued into yet, it's like, like I've said before, it's been one of those years where we have all these games, all these choices. We are absolutely spoiled with the amount of choice now that we have with all these excellent games coming out all at once, it feels like. Yeah. And there really isn't a sign of stopping up until from now, maybe until the end of like February of next year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we already know like the, the first, like there's so many games that are like slated for like, like big games slated for like the oh. early part of next year. Um, oh yeah. I was so we've already we've, we've talked about some of these already, but yes. I I just here's what's here's what's come out so far this year, and I wrote down a, a good chunk of these are the games that have come out already this year, uh, that yes. are pretty big games. Um, Fire Emblem Engage, you, you mentioned yep. that one. Hi-Fi Rush. Yep. Dead Space Remake. Yep. I which I almost I totally forgot about when I was like writing this shit like oh yeah that was I this year. Uh, don't blame me at all I almost forgot about Fire Emblem Engage I played a yeah. little bit of it yeah I like I I beat Hi-Fi Rush which I haven't forgot about that that's one, that is one of the best games of the year Rush, Dead Space dude. Remake I love that game and I kind of forgot about it Hogwarts Legacy yep. Metroid Prime Remastered Gables fantastic Wild Hearts that game was actually really good it just kind of it, but it literally came out like I think the week. Metro Prime Remastered did. It's kind of got overshadowed yep. by the Nintendo Direct. Atomic Hearts, which it's 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 been okay. hit or miss. People love it or just kind of met on it. Uh, like a Dragon Ishin, Octopath mm. Traveler 2, Kirby's yep. Return to Dreamland Deluxe, Wulong Fallen Dynasty, That's Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Oh, Bayonetta, God, I got the DLC. <laughs> yeah. Bayonetta Origins, Resident Evil 4, Horizon, Burning Shores, Advance Wars 1 and 2, Dead Island 2, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Planet of Lana, Street Fighter 6, Diablo 4. That's what's come out in the first five months and four days of this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just want to – we've touched on a lot of these already. But we just got to uh, – we're, we're, we're pulling up the Game Informer list here. They always do an excellent list every year. But we got to look at just kind of what, what's coming out um, for the rest of the year. And we're going we're gonna to scroll here. Gables, if you see something as I'm scrolling here, you can see the screen, right? You can see what I'm sharing. Um, yeah, I can see what you're sharing right now. I'm just trying to... I may have to just put it up on my phone, too, because that text okay. is pretty small Yeah, sorry. Um, but, yeah. So okay, I'm, so I'm, in June... Yeah, we're in okay, June right now. So we, back to June. So far in June, yeah, we've already, like we mentioned, we had Street Fighter Six and Diablo Four. The same fucking week. Um, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> okay, so there's a couple here. Apparently, Super Base Super Mega Baseball Four is pretty decent. I, I from played, what I understand. Yeah, you can. Uh, I played. Uh, I was playing three on Xbox Cloud. Pretty cool yeah. game, actually. Pretty fun little game. Uh, Crime Bay, <laughs> Crime Boss Rocky City came out this week. Gables on consoles. I didn't. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> no, I did. Yeah. Uh, oh. Crash Team Rumble. That game. That's supposed to be the worst of the year. <laughs> yeah. Crash Team Rumble. Um, actually, mm-hmm. I guess people were playing at Summer Game Fest, saying it's pretty decent. Um. Wow. It's unfortunately one of those games is gonna come out and no one's gonna talk about. Um uh, let's see, you have the ports of Rogue Legacy Two that's coming out for PS5, PS4 yeah. on the twentieth. Final Fantasy Final sixteen, which holy shit. Uh that's gonna be fantastic. Um AW Fight Forever. 
Right. Uh, everybody's one two switch. How did we forget the game of the year, Gables? <laughs> Master Detective Archives Rain Code. Okay. Um, Ghost Trick see. Phantom Detective on Ghost June 30th. Trick. That one is going to be out on the 30th as well of yeah. June. Oxen July. Uh, the Legends of Heroes Trails into Riviera. That's yep. basically for the hardcore JRPG fans right there. Then you have Oxen Freak 2, like you just said. Extra Primal, Viewfinder, Immortals of Avium, Pikmin yep. 4, Remnant 2, uh, yep. Double Dragon, Gaiden, Rise of the Dragons coming out in July. The Expanse, the new Telltale, the first game of the new Telltale uh, company um, that's coming out. Episode 1 is at least. The Disney Illusion Island game that looks like the Rayman game is coming out in July. Yep. This, absolutely. Like, maybe not like a lot of big, huge titles there, but like, there are like solid six, seven pretty good games probably coming out in July that half of those no one's going to talk about. They're, they're, we're going to have them for a day and we're going to figure it yeah. out. Oh, that's crazy, though. Then, like, in August, like, WrestleQuest looks like uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Yep. Of course, you're going to play a lot of the Madden stuff, but I'm kind of interested in seeing how the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is Game Pass be, Day 1? You know? Game Pass Day 1. I hope it's similar to that of, like, say, Friday the 13th, you know, in terms that's of that type of what it, Yeah, that's fun. exactly what it is. That's It's a perfect Game Pass game, too. So. Oh, yeah, but... But just the month of August alone and stuff, we have not just the ones I've mentioned here, WrestleQuest, like Bomber Cyberfunk, like Madden, you can give or take what, is, what yeah. exactly you like it or not. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you got Blasphemous 2, Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon and stuff. There's that Good Vibe Volcano High. I know that you've had yeah, some interest I've been in checking out. Pumped for that one. It's just coming out at an awful time. <laughs> Dude. Sea of Stars comes out like four days after Fires of Rubicon. So it's like, Jesus, yeah. Boulder, that's, that's one of those moments for me. Boulder's Gate 3 is coming out in August. Uh, a couple that you you kind of uh, you miss here. Uh, Atlas Fallen. Uh, that's a mm-hmm. game that's been shown off at a couple of Xbox events. I believe it's coming to Game Pass Day 1 as well. Uh, and then, oh, of course, Smurf's Cart. Can't forget Smurf's Cart. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the, big two, the big ones. And Moving Out 2 is coming out uh, in August as well, which is Got a pretty uh, pretty decent sized audience behind that first game. So, and that Sombre de Amigo game is coming out in August as well. Can't forget about oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, that new Sombre de Amigo. Yeah. Interesting. Fucking crazy. So then we move on to September here, Gables. Yep. I mean, obviously we have Starfield. Uh, we have Fay Farm, which is that that farming game that was shown off at Summer uh, Summer Game Fest. Super Bomber right. Bomberman R2, uh, the Crew Motor Fest, Liza P, Mortal Kombat One, Earth Internites has a goddamn release date. Minoki's Night Market, which has been shown off. Uh, it was at the uh, um, it was it was at uh the Switch indie indie showcase. I think that yeah, it was where it was re- I think initially revealed, and then it was shown off. I think during the PC uh showcase as well over the over the weekend. Uh, and then Party Animals, which is like the I can never remember the goddamn name of the game that uh it's um, basically I'm not sure. off. But it's like I everybody that's talked about it loves it. It's coming to Game Pass Day One as well, but it's coming to everything. But I don't know. It's coming to Xbox and PC. So September. Is fucking crazy, Gables. Yep, absolutely. Um, then proceeding that's October, dude. I mean, October you have like Forza Motorsports, Assassin's Creed Mirage. You have Alan Wake Two. You have like, uh, let's see, Spider-Man Two. For those that like simulation stuff, City Skylines Two. The Alone in the Dark game is supposed to be coming out on October twenty fifth. Yeah. Of course. Then like Monaco's Night Market for the PS Five, PS Four, but. Uh, November, we're going on well, right here. Well, like we have Lords of the Fallen as well coming out. Yeah. Uh, in October, which that is, a lot of people actually like it's a it's a pretty solid like uh, Souls like game. So, uh, that's yes. a pretty and Hot Wheels Unleashed two, which 
first game came out was like surprisingly was a pretty like actually it was supposed to be a really good game uh, it was surprisingly good apparently <laughs> yeah so i've always heard a lot of buzz around it. it's actually the first game was on game pass now i should probably just check that out but go ahead gibbles all right, so you have Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, which we saw the trailer of that so not too long ago. Good. It looks freaking good. Yeah. Let's see. You have Persona 5 Tactica. Um, that's what they basically have that's in it. November so far. November and then December is like Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which I thought looked kind of mid in terms of gameplay, but it looks, the visual fidelity of it looks pretty damn decent. Yeah. But yeah, we don't really know other than like say a couple of different ones that got listed for November. November, December are like empty, are almost empty. Like yeah. there's something more that's going to be announced. For yeah, like we we don't months. know we don't know anything about Nintendo. I gotta assume no, we don't. Have a, there's there's been some rumors about a, Ju- uh, a July direct. Um, yeah, which but a lot of people have been saying they don't know. It could be a third party one, could be a indie one, it could be fucking anything. Uh, yep. So you gotta take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, it's shocking just how like everything is jam packed into September, but especially October, and then it's just been you look at, um, you go to like November, like yeah, we're talking about here, where it's like you have like a dragon and Persona Five are like the two big games. There, I gotta imagine that Nintendo's gonna have something there. I know we have the Pokemon DLC, but I don't think that's like uh, part one. So I think believe coming out in in the fall, and then part two is like early next year. Um, yeah, I assume there's gonna be something else. It's weird. Avatar is coming out on December seventh. Um, some other stuff that like there's a lot of stuff that we don't have like dates for. Like I mentioned a few that I'm looking forward to, but like uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, VR games as soon as come out, uh, this they says come out in the fall. Um, okay, so we have the Call of Duty game. We have Call of Duty Marvel for three that doesn't have a date yet. Usually that is, I, I bet that's gonna be late October, early November. Um, typically that's when it comes out. So it's usually like the last like Friday of October. Or like that first like week of November, um. So it's, it's usually always like the week going into uh extra life, um. Uh, that's kind of what I always remember. Remember for Cocoon, which is that studio. Uh, it's a for, formerly a Play Dead. Uh, the people that made like Limbo and Inside. That's their new game. That is another game that's like it was shown off last year at the uh, Xbox showcase. Um, but it's, it was shown off a little bit more. There was like some previews that came out uh last week as well. Um, uh, people that game looks pretty cool. It's coming to Game Pass as well day one. Um kind of scrolling through here some some of the other stuff we could possibly be having uh flint oh, flintlock got delayed to next year uh that was announced this week uh man ghost runner 2 is coming out this year um hell divers 2 coming out this year silk song we even thought silk song coming out this year uh i am jesus christ which it's i'm honestly joking about that one uh killer clowns from outer space the video games coming out this year as well like some of these games are like kind of mid, whatever. Also, oh, to have the Metal Gear Solid collection it's supposed to come out this fall. Uh, Mina the Hollower, that's the uh, the uh, 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 sh- fucking Shovel Knight people. Uh, that's their game that's supposed to come out sometime this year. Um, Pacific Drive, that was a game that was shown off last year at the PlayStation State of Play. That uh, looks pretty cool. It's like a roguelike driving game, which I don't know if that's gonna be like, but I am interested in the uh, the idea of what it could be. Um, Scrolling through here, looking at some other shit. Stalker 2 um, and replaced two games that I, I've talked about that I've been super pumped for for a couple of years now uh, that we just we haven't heard anything about really the last couple of years ever since the, the war in Ukraine started because they're U, U, uh, Ukraine-based studios. Uh, Sonic Superstars coming out this year as well. Um, 
yeah, SteamWorld Build also coming up this year. Stellar, Stellar Blade, game I talked about. like That's slated for this year. Sin Duality, another game slated for this year. Uh, just kind of keep scrolling here. Uh, Gables, I, uh, we, we talk about all these yeah. games, all these big games that come out this year. How dare we forget about Lord of the Rings Golem? <laughs> oh, man. I've seen so many different takes of like uh, Lord of the Rings Golem and stuff. I've seen little gameplay stuff from uh, Moist Critical. And I, I got to admit, man, I mean, I know we kind of joke about, like, uh, certain games that are bad and all this other stuff, but, dude, it, it in this day and age where a major publisher puts out a game that literally looks like something from, like, 20 years ago yeah, without any, hardly any type of, like, modern takes or modern types of implementation of anything, eh, that's just abysmal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's crazy that game was delayed. It was supposed to be a 2021 game. It was the first game ever announced for the PS5 and Xbox Series consoles. Um, That's know, true. Comes out looking like a, a PS, early PS3 game, uh, and plays like an early PS3 game. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know who I feel. I feel sorry for a lot of people there, including the developers. Um, look like they're, I mean, probably just people that, well, you know, what, what's what's the saying? You're you're over you're over your skis here. Um, <laughs> feels like that so uh but yeah i mean i think 2023 um will go down as one of the greatest years of all time uh just from i agree the sheer stack of like eight eights and aboves this year uh, i can't wait till the year we can just like look at the, the review scores I mean, review scores not everything but uh it's something and i i can't wait i, I hope there's like a way to like like well, if someone doesn't have a way out there like or maybe there is somebody that's like keeping track of like ratings like the average is out through like review score some 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 shit because uh yeah it's i know an open critic they sort of do that for specific years though oh, okay well we have, we'll, have to, we'll have to go look at look into that and see maybe they have like a they currently have a 2023 hall of fame of the best games so far it's, um it's just like 50 games long by the end of the year oh well let's see i'm basically the highest rated game for this year is obviously tears of the kingdom with a 96 highest, one of the highest rated games of all time yeah yeah, yeah, but uh, I usually keep track, Tyler, until it gets to, like, around the, uh, at least around the mid-70s and stuff, you know, when it goes to, like, to the ones that uh, we don't count in terms of, like, the whole Critic League and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah, from initially what I'm, I'm just going on page three now, <laughs> and I'm not even under the 80s yet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's... Man, like I said, we're not even halfway through the year yet, and it's like I, I was like I keep track also in my notepad here of like games I played this Page year, now. and <laughs> yeah, I have like I could just make a really really awesome top ten list for this year so far. <laughs> like Dude. like I said, we haven't got we haven't got the Final Fantasy sixteen yet. I've come across different games just scrolling through this list right now that I totally forgot came out, but they actually got rated pretty good. Like Have a Nice Death was one of those. Oh, like. Yeah. Tin Hearts and stuff was got rated okay. There's one that just released on Xbox Game Pass this past week called called a Dark Dune or something. Yeah, like that. I've heard that, that game. Uh, yeah, that's more like the I think the grandma passed away or something like that. It's a very sad game. Um, yes, I've heard good things about that one as well though. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, forgive me, viewers. Forgive me, listeners and viewers. Just scrolling through the whole thing about Open Critic and all this other like game stuff. And I'm literally through five pages, and I'm not under 75 yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. 
I'm at 76 now. <laughs> Is there going to be a breakoff point? Oh, I've come across the first couple 75 scores here. I think that's a good stopping point right here. So I'm basically going to anything that's above 75. I'm going to go forth and count here. So it's like 1, 2, 3, 13. While, you're, while I'm doing that, though, you just want to just stay a little bit more, Tyler. Oh, of... yeah. Like, uh, it's just... I, I, don't, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, it is fucking wild how, like, we are just swimming right now. Like, what was it about swimming in sevens of just, like, these games are you know, pretty good. Like, you're having a good time with them. And it's like, if it's, like, not, like, an 85, you know, like, I don't know if I can have time for you. Like, I really don't. Unless you're, like, just, like, some big marquee game that, like, or like some bigger game that like I, I have ties to that I love. Um, I just don't know how, like if you have, if you're somebody like me or Gables as a full-time job, we don't have like, we are single guys. We don't have kids. We don't have a wife, nothing like that. Like I can't keep up with the shit. Like I just said, I have 19 games that we know about so far that I want to play this year. Obviously a couple might get delayed. Um, and some of those I might play for a couple hours, and move on from, but I don't, I don't know how I'm going to play most of these games. And it's like, this is like, there's still games that came out this year that I want to play like Street Fighter six. So it's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Um, when it, when it comes time to, uh, to that of prioritizing, like, you know, Final Fantasy 16, that's going to be a big fucking game. Uh, lies P probably gonna be a big fucking game. Starfield. That's a month right there. It took me a month to play Zelda. Uh, it's going to take me a month to play Starfield. I, I don't, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do it. Gables, you got the number. Yeah. Believe it or not, 115 games. <laughs> We're not even halfway through. Dude, 115 games that are rated above 75, right, on Open Critic. Like 115 in total games. No wonder why a lot of people can't keep up with a lot of these gaming stuff, especially if they like more than multiple genres, because just from looking at the list of games and seeing what games that did come out and some that are good, a lot of which we really haven't even tried out because well if it ain't on game pass or it ain't any type of like interest that we got playing immediately when it's wedged with everything else we're not gonna go ahead and play it kind of like what you were saying tyler and stuff but uh yeah man 115 games above 75 and it's not even the it's like halfway through the year that is incredible yeah that is incredible overwhelming but incredible <laughs> yeah like i like i was saying before like I have a top 10 list right now that I could put together that would compete with some other years that we've done. And like, absolutely. So I got two weeks left in June. So, uh, pretty incredible. Say you could say from like for the uh, initial 10 years we've done our podcast and stuff. A lot of these games could have made it easily into like the game of the year list we've done in the past, or even predominantly win game of the year from the past. Yeah. That'd be like (laughs) a fun topic of like, if you go back and do like compare game of the years, like, you could say, well, like, we'll just like, I don't know off the top of my head what my entire list are, but like, all right, Tyler, take 2015 and take 2023. All right, now make a top 10 list out of, that, out of those two top 10 lists. Combine those together to make one top 10 list. Figure out how many games from 2015 would make that 2023 list. And it'd probably be incredible. Like, I'd, I'd be curious how many <laughs> games off of that. Obviously, you have hindsight and it's been years since you played some of those games. Oh, but like, yeah. if you can like find a way to like, do it objectively I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be really funny to like figure out how many games would actually Dude, still make that list you want to know what's funny 
what we could do by the end of this year and stuff, once we do have our gamer list stuff like that orchestrated and stuff, here's an idea to pitch for, like, say, the beginning part of next year to where if we have, like, no news to talk about, right, construct all the games that we've had from the past, like, say, 10 years for our top 10 games of the year, stuff like that. And just have like a big old freaking tournament to see which one's the best. Well, we did for... we did the we did the tournament already with the sixty with our, our top sixty five games a couple years ago. Um, That's true. We've done That's that. True. But it'd be, it'd be almost like make us like we we could do a top hundred list. Like <laughs> take the top <laughs> all like all hundred games and rank them. Uh, that that sounds like a huge overtaking, which I don't want to do. It uh, does sound like a huge overtaking and stuff. But we could just limit it to say like a top ten or something like that. We can like already like rank the years, rank the top just based off our top ten list. Rank the, the top ten list into like a top ten list. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's something we got to figure out. Well, off yeah, here. It's we save it. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Like, yeah, that could be like a fun little side thing to do. Uh, but Gables, <laughs> let's move on here. Some other news. We have some other some other news this week. Some smaller stuff here. Um, so the Nintendo Switch online games have been announced for June. Uh, we are getting for for the uh, the base model, the twenty dollar a year model. Uh, Kirby Tilt and Tumble, Harvest Moon, uh, Blaster Master, which come come on, uh, and then Mystery Tower. Uh, is Mystery Tower a Japan game? Did that ever come on? I, I'm not sure. Um, but I will say, yeah, from... this is a Japanese game. This is the first time it's ever been over. Yeah. Gables, Mystery Tower, game of the year eligible for us. <laughs> Fun fact, add That's it to the hilarious. list. And then last but not least. Uh, Fire Emblem Blazing Blazing Blade. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So there are a couple of different things from this initial update on the NSO. Both Kirby Tilt and Tumble and Blaster Master are Game Boy Color games. A lot, probably a lot of people have not experienced before. And I wouldn't blame them because those games were kind of uh, limited releases in regards to some areas, especially in the Pacific Northwest where I live at, where it's like, you had some Game Boy Color games, but you could not find Kirby Tilt and Tumble. You could not find Blaster Master and stuff because there wasn't really like a way to. There wasn't really a way inside that general area to go to, say, like a Funko Land or a GameStop or like whatever the hell. Yeah. But uh, the fun fact is, I own Kirby Tilt and Tumble, but because of like the, it's just specifically for the Game Boy Color itself, the gyro function of the thing, I would have to go forth and try to make do with that. So having something like this being updated to NSO, where you just basically the, the gyro sensors on your Switch controller just sounds like really like a lot of fun to me <laughs> all of a sudden. But uh, Blaster Master, I heard, is a decent game on the Game Boy oh, Color. Sorry, I can't take that. I can't take the name seriously. I know. I can't. I know. And this is a game franchise that's been out since like the NES. Thirty-four years uh, old. I still laugh at that. It's so fucking stupid. But. Uh, yeah, the Fire Emblem Game Boy Advance game, the Blazing Blades and stuff, that's supposed to be like, uh, it's supposed to be based upon Fire Emblem 7, it stars Roy, there is like a bunch of different type of uh, characters you get to meet along the way, apparently it's like, uh, there's one of three different captains or something like that you get to control throughout the game, I think it's, uh, I, I want to say this one was started with Roy, I'm, I'm just thinking back it because i'm thinking of specific characters in general from the remaining factions here like elwood hector and uh lynn i want to say but yeah the game is supposed to be fairly good one of the best games on the game boy advance there was two that were released for the game boy advance north america that one plus sacred stones i want to say 
But uh, this one's supposed to be the better of the two, from what I understand. But yeah, if you are still hankering for a bunch of Fire Emblem stuff, by all means, you never played this one before, give it a shot. Because I know it's dated, and I know it's there are some aspects of it that some Fire Emblem fans will have to get used to. But it is worthwhile to delve in some of these older Fire Emblem games, because they can be absolute gems. Yeah, it, which... it, is, it is Roy, by the way. Roy, yeah. Okay. Um, next up here, though, we have uh, People Can Fly, people that made like Bulletstorm, and Gears of War Judgment, Outriders. Uh, three games I actually really enjoy. Two, three really great uh, sevens um, out there. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, three games I've, I had a fucking ton of fun with. Uh, but uh, they announced that they're making a game uh, working with Xbox. It's gonna be like a, a you know a bigger game, but it's also gonna, it's gonna be a smaller budget game, like thirty like smaller budget in the sense it's gonna be thirty to fifty million dollar game. Um, so you know they've obviously worked in the past with Xbox with like you know they did the Gears of War Judgment game, uh, so. Yeah. They've had that. They have that with them, but uh, we don't really know too much details about it. My theory is it's either going to be like a Gears side thing, kind of like High Busters we had a couple years ago, or there's been a lot of talk about uh, the Gears like Unreal Five engine uh, remasters of one, two, and three. Oh, I would love that. I would. I would love Gears. Dude. Imagine Gables. Imagine playing Gears one, two, and three. In color. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just thinking back on those old Gears games and stuff and how much gray, how much life freaking. Look like you're playing uh, on a Game Boy. Like a, it, like a really pretty Game parts. Boy. <laughs> like they're Dude, beautiful, don't get me wrong, but it was, were, it was just very gray. There were just some parts where the games were so gritty and so dark in certain places and stuff that it really did feel like you're playing it like on. Uh, like the color scheme of a Game Boy. I'm not talking about the sepia tone colors or the no. green type of hue or anything, but uh, well, no, just playing those three classic games like on modern platforms, like kind of redone, even though the first one would be technically redone twice. <laughs> yeah, well, the first one was a remaster, but like, I mean, yeah, like if you, like a full, yeah, but like a 4K remaster, but like Gables and Matt, like, I mean, I, I joke because like Gears of War is my favorite franchises, uh, but I mean, we are like 2023. Starfield's coming out. It's the first time Bethesda found a color that's not green. So, two two companies that like could eventually two uh, that could like expand the co- the the color uh you know uh horizon for them. Even though like Gears of War Five is probably graphically one of the most beautiful games I've ever looked at. Um, a lot of colors as well. Um, a lot of red. It's beautiful. Um. Any Batista bomb things in it? That's true. I uh, I, I booted <laughs> it up on my my Series S when I was just kind of like finding something to play, and I was gonna do New Game Plus, and you can actually replace uh, Marcus Phoenix with Batista, who does all the all the voice lines and the ends the character skin. Uh, so yeah, fun well, fact. Oh no, I just want that. Yeah. So if you uh, Gables, if you got, you got the new console, if you want to test, I that, do have Gears of War Five as well. It's on Game Pass. Uh, so yeah, uh, play play Gears of War Five. You can play the story mode and replace Marcus Phoenix with batista uh and he does his own voiceover so um i i i was like fuck man i really want to check that out uh but yeah i'm excited you know definitely people can fly mix i I think they make really good games um like not like game of the year or anything like that but they make i don't think they've ever made a bad game so i'm excited for what what they can make and i mean cool if it's a i think i'd be more excited if it was like something if it wasn't for for people can fly i feel like there's better uses of their talent than a gears of war unreal 5 engine remasters but I mean, I mean, I'm down for anything from them. Uh, next up here, though, uh, Xbox One is dead, Gables. Yep, 
Matt Booty killed but it. Essentially, I I put that. Uh, the reason why I put that article up and stuff is because it came this past week. The news of Microsoft is seeking. It's not no. They are ceasing releasing Xbox One stuff. Obviously, I mean that was a no brainer. It was just something yeah. that uh, we kind of already knew over the better span of the past few years that uh, less and less Xbox Ones were coming onto the store shelves. They were by the X. Stop making them a couple of years ago. So. Yeah, I know, right? But it's, so. it's it's just a confirmation that they're no longer doing like first party content on Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, I talk about like I've talked about this before. Like, typically after like the, the two years is like the cutoff of like people making games for uh, the 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 last gen console. This obviously it's yeah. different now with like now we're like completely backwards compatible. Um, but yeah, you're looking at like really, I mean, like PlayStation's really God of War Ragnarok was like the swan song for PS4. Uh, I don't even know what the last first-party Xbox game would have been for um, for them. I don't even know. I don't think Hi-Fi Rush is on Xbox One. Um, I Halo would say was probably Halo Infinite. Yeah, that might be. That was twenty. That was twenty twenty-one. So um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Psychonauts two was backwards compatible or not. But uh, yeah, it make, makes sense. And like I said, they stopped selling them a couple years ago. Um, and I mean, I don't know if I want to play. Even if I had an Xbox One and didn't have an Xbox Series console. I don't think I want to play Starfield in that fucking thing. Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I would not want to play Starfield on the Xbox One console, yeah. so, considering how much issues that system did have for like uh, the specific like publishers developing stuff on it, including uh, CD Projekt Red with their <laughs> oh the whole issue with Cyberpunk. CD Projekt Red when Cyberpunk launched yeah. and stuff, and literally the original Xbox models, the Xbox One models were like the ones hit like the worst. Yeah, yeah. So. uh Oh, makes sense. Yeah. The only thing you can really, but yeah, like the only thing you can really do with like an Xbox One right now in terms of like game stuff, you're not gonna go and get like some of the stuff that are coming on Series X or S or something like that. Yeah. You're gonna get like maybe the indie games or maybe some games that will support some Xbox One stuff. But uh, more and more, they're just doing Xbox Series games now. And yeah. unless you want to go forth and stream and try that type of stuff you're really not going to get too much with the xbox one right now yeah they're like the sports games aren't even going to the last gen consoles anymore so i feel like when those aren't coming the last gen the generation's officially over so uh, yep but uh next up here gables so the star fox grand prix game that we've been talking about forever that was rumored years ago yeah. back in 2018 that's that star fox f-zero mashup game that retro right. was supposed to be making that uh, was a while ago yeah so it came out today from digital gaming did they released a video today uh i watched it um, it is officially found out it was fake. Wow. Yeah. So kind of a long story, like, shit. yeah. So kind of long story short here is basically like a prominent leaker that a lot of people go through. They get information from, um, I don't know if it was on purpose or what basically released the, uh, told some, told some people and then they, um, you know, obviously released it. And then obviously everybody picked up on it because it's like prominent leakers are the ones leaking this. Are talking about it so then like you have every big you have every podcast out there ours included every big website yeah. out there talking about it um and jerry Schreier was actually interviewed for it and they like asking him like because he he wrote a couple articles on it and you know he was he, he didn't like he didn't say he was, it was real but he was saying like he was posting like hey this rumor out there and he he like did an interview on it and he talked about like it's one of those things where like it sounds like it's basically everybody's just talking to each other and they all have the same information, but they don't really know like where it came from kind of thing. So you kind of get stuck in that, like kind of like that circle of like 
everybody's heard it, but no one knows where it came came from. So it's like, but it all sounds very real because everybody's talking about it, kind of thing. So it's yeah. So, right. Um, and it's kind of, like it's kind of funny, like to use like a, a NBA kind of analogy here. Uh, I listened to a basketball podcast, and they were talking about like uh, James Harden, who's a very good basketball player, um, mm-hmm. Hall, future Hall of Famer. Uh, there's been rumors for about a year now that he's gonna go back to the Houston Rockets after um, after this past season because uh, they're gonna give him like a bunch of fucking money to go back um, after his contract was up with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, it's been rumored for about a year now, like pe- before this past season started, that he's gonna go there because he's got a home there, his family's from there, whatever, blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of these leak- a lot of these people that were talking, like they have a lot of information. They you know talk about people they don't they don't leak everything, but they talk about shit they've been hearing. And like one of them was saying is like, he's like they went to like the the, the NBA draft combine, and they're like he talked to everybody about James. Harden. He's talking to a bunch of people about James Harden, and he's like asking like where do you think he's gonna go? And he's like nine out of ten of them were saying Houston, and it's like where are you getting this information from? You know like don't you don't have to tell me exactly, but and it's like it's like I, he's like I honestly don't know if like people like have actually heard something from somebody or if it's just everybody talking to like to the same people and they're all just talking to each other in a circle. And nobody, so it's like, it's one of those things where like, is it real or is it just every, the same people, like the same 10 people are talking to each other and they all hear right. it. So it sounds like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, everybody's talking to like one person from one thing and then like kind of spread and everybody's just talking to the same people over and over again. So kind of use that in an analogy. So, um, which shit happens. It's, it's pretty crazy like uh, that. And then like one, uh, like there was that logo that leaked, um, which uh, a person that like did as a joke leaked it to a, a uh-huh. leaker then a leaker leaked it to uh like a source leaked it to their people that leak the sources they oh, give yeah so that's kind of where all that that happened from so um then last up here lies p demo downloaded over a million times so yeah. uh yeah that's <laughs> that's pretty big uh I wonder if the fun- that's incredible for like a new ip like that yeah. i mean granted it is a souls like but at the same point the whole premise of it the gameplay of it looks super smooth. Mm-hmm. Just the story elements of it, like for, it just seems fairly cool. You know, like the settings, the tones and stuff, the different monsters and stuff you're facing off against and stuff, like the various missions or certain side missions. The one of the ones I saw from Maximilian Dude play, like uh, the whole like three hour demo or something like three hours and stuff that he spent on playing this demo. It's like there's this one subquest where you have to find the lady's like uh, baby or something like that she's suffering from this illness and stuff that actually will solidify like uh, people entirely kind of like with wooden puppets and stuff like that but uh, she wants to see her baby one last time right and basically you find upon when you're searching around this like this toy this like wooden baby right you don't know whether or not like if it's like a real one or a fake one or this or that and stuff but you give it to her you have the option of saying hey Here's your baby, you know, kind of lie and say, oh, hey, here's your baby, blah, blah, blah. You know, give her comfort. Or if you go through and you give her that and you say, no, this is just a plot wooden doll or something like that. It's that that moral choice type of stuff. Mm. Just stuff like that is actually fairly interesting to me because it's like it is a little bit more. Wooden babies like, are interesting prominent. to you, Gables? <laughs> What's more interesting is just the aspect of the morality choices yeah. that you can make. And there are some times where you can lie to in order to get forth and like get one decent result just to comfort somebody or maybe to, to trick some enemy into doing something that uh, is going to be beneficial to you or just stating the truth and then getting past a certain 
element that would have made things incredibly hard or something like that. You know, this is the standard sort of like good guy, bad guy sort of choice. But uh, the look, the graphical stuff for Liza P from what I've seen and stuff like that looks fucking great. It looks like a better version of Bloodborne when it came to the visual fidelity of it. And that's part of the reason why some people who have played that demo are really fascinated, like really interested in it when it comes out in September. Because it gives off that sort of like Bloodborne type of theme, you mm -hmm. know, sort of like that. Yeah. No, I, I played a little bit of demo. It's really good i just kept getting my ass kicked by a boss so i was like all right well i'm gonna come back to oh this the later, puppet maybe. bosses <laughs> yeah it, it's not easy uh so i don't know i mean like i said it's gonna be a game i'm gonna it's on game pass so i'm gonna check it out at least but uh the problem um, is it's like there's two souls like games and stuff one from the makers of like elden ring putting out some in august and all of a sudden this group putting it out in september yeah. so it's basically yeah. two big games in the span of two months yeah on top of all the other big games so <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty incredible um Give us, let's jump in and we'll be playing here. Okay. Um, you, you want me to go first? You want to go first? Go first, Tyler. You have okay. played a lot more than I have. Yeah, so I've been playing a plethora of games. Um, first off, give us, it's been it's been killing me not to talk to you about this. Okay. Last Saturday. What? 65 hours in. I really? beat Zelda. I beat you Zelda. finally beat it. Nice. I beat Zelda. Um, <laughs> holy shit, Gables. What a goddamn game. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because... I got a lot more to talk about, and I've been talking about it for a month now. So it took me a lot longer than I wanted to. Just yes. uh, work's been crazy. I've been trying to play it, and then life's been crazy. Uh, so it yeah, like it took me like a month. And it, it also very long game. Uh, I know like uh, I I beat the game. And I was talking to a couple people in my uh, football group that like were also playing it. I'm like I'm like oh, I, I finally finished the game, and they're like you, you don't just beat Zelda. Like you're like you're not done with the game. I'm like no, I I I, 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 I gotta move on. I gotta move on. Um, so yeah, I finally finished it. Uh, I, I've talked about it. Like, I think the man, like my big, like you're talking about Breath of the Wild, I've said it over and over again. The biggest points about that game was just like really just the main quest shit. I just were the worst parts of that game to me. They just weren't. They were fine, but like everything else was like fantastic and they were fine. And to me, it's like the main quest is the best parts of that game. And like that game is fantastic. It's one of the greatest games of all time. Like. I like I about, I spent forty plus hours in the game before I even did the main stuff yep. in the, in the game. So I I I loved it. Like I would say, the mission before the end, I was like I did not care for. Uh, that's like the one thing I did not like about like that. But it wasn't even bad. It was just like I just don't really want to do. It's like, just I don't a subtle like... sort of like uh, the calm before the storm. It was it was just kind of, I don't know. It was just like I thought I was done, and then like oh no, there's another thing I got to do. And oh, I did not okay. really th that other thing I had to do. Like not that I was like oh, I gotta do something else. Okay. But it was just like the thing you had to do was just like I don't find that inter that interesting. Uh, okay, it was just kinda, I don't know. I was just kind of like I'm, I didn't like that part. But uh, I thought the main story stuff. I thought the the cutscenes, the, the 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 voice acting, the the scale of everything. Not I don't mean like the literal vertical verticality of scale. I mean just like how big like these bombastic these like moments were is fucking amazing and like multiple times just like that fucking uh the wind temple boss fight where like when the music hit and it's the wind waker music and my eyes well like welled up like there was just a bunch of moments like that in the final like the spoiler it's the final boss is ganondorf um in that fucking boss fight like i'll say the boss fight isn't like 
one of the greatest boss fights ever. It's it's a it's a good boss fight. Don't wrong. It's a it's a really good boss fight. Uh, but like just like I said, the the scale of it and the like the moments, the like the the way the camera cuts, the cinematography of it is just amazing. The music, oh my god, it's so good. I can't. It's a, it's amazing. It's this. It's amazing. So this is a you know we we were talking about before the podcast about like Dave Meltzer who's like a, a, a he he he's like always he's been like really big on like giving like star like the star rating system yep. to his as uh his wrestling matches and everybody lost their fucking mind when he gave a he's always mostly been like a out of five scale and he gave a a, a fucking wrestling match a couple years ago a seven out of five. Or, well, not seven or five, but he gave he made a seven stars, and everybody lost their fucking mind. Gables, yeah. we always talk about the ten scale system here. This is a fucking twelve. Zelda's a twelve. <laughs> Gables, this is, Tears of the Kingdom is one of the greatest games of all time. I don't think I don't know how it's gonna top anything. Gonna I don't know how you top a twelve out of ten. I don't think it was possible. Like um, this game is fucking awesome. Um, man, like that. I I just keep like it is burned in my in my brain. Going into like there's this shot going into like the final part of the boss fight and it's like forever like just this image and like the way it was shot and everything that that scene is fucking one of the coolest moments to me in gaming history like if everybody has to play this game i'm making it demand when i run for president i'm gonna run on on two fucking things um every game has to have a timer in it not like i'm not the console timer that thing's unreliable I need a timer when I save the game. I want to see the time I've put into it. And also, everybody must play Tears of the Kingdom. There's going to be two <laughs> things I'm going to run on. Also, third thing, Pokemon Trading Card Game Remake uh, on Switch. Uh, <laughs> but not like the new shit, just Gen 1. Because uh, everything else after that is trash. Um, but yeah, those are... Uh, one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, a game, though, that might honestly compete with it. Gables. Final Fantasy 16. I played the demo. Uh, it's only like 90 minutes, two hours. Uh, it's not super long. It really just kind of gets you the tutorial mission, um, which is pretty great. I love the scale. Like I'm a, I'm a sucker for like those big fight feels. I'm a sucker for like um, these like crazy moments. You know, like like holy like with the music. I, I, I think a lot of people are, but like uh, to me, like they I'm a sucker for them. Even when it's like what you're doing on the screen, like when controls isn't as crazy as it looks on the screen but when the when the right. visuals are there the like the the, the like the, the music is there and it just looks fucking awesome like i'm a sucker for that and there's some moments in this when you're like you're when that with the uh, icon fight you do an icon fight uh it's fucking awesome uh the the story is like is is pretty good so far um like you play as clive um you'll actually enjoy uh and then like he has his little brother joshua who's sick and like I like the story of like the idea of like I don't I like I don't know too much about Final Fantasy games like I can talk about over and over again like I beat one and two way back in the day on Game Boy Advance I beat seven seven remake and Strangers of Paradise that's the extent of my knowledge of Final Fantasy right um but like the idea of like every there's like these like families and like throughout the realm and every it's like the king and like they're like they're the next generation of them and their kin um have the power of the icon and like when like they have like the fire ability but like also when something major happens they can like they they like summon the icons um 
So like you have like the Phoenix come out and shit like that. Um, right. So there, there's a pretty cool fucking icon fight that happens in there. Um, I think the, the fighting system is is really good. It's it's definitely it feels like they built upon Seven Remake, which I, I which Seven Remake is one of my favorite games ever. Um, and they built upon that. Like I, I enjoy like uh, like I said, Clive actually a really cool character. Um, and there's it it definitely feels like you could feel like they have like morphed a little bit of. They talk about like they they really took a lot of um, cues from like God of War 2018, and you kind of feel like where it's like they're not like completely copying it, but like they are they are taking little things from that and adding it into their battle system, which is perfect. Like they're not losing right. their identity; they're just taking other things that other people have done really well and finding good ways to incorporate it into their own. Uh, so I, I'm really enjoying that. Um, I can't wait. Like it's all it's mainly like tutorial stuff. Like you, like most of it is like. Uh, like you know, obviously just learning the battle system and like, uh, kind of the, you know, it's like literally like I said, the first couple hours of the game. Uh, but th- also the big thing is they mentioned like, um, they like the inspiration behind this is like Game of Thrones, which Gables, um, I'm someone that watched all Game of Thrones and watched uh the first like five seasons like three or four times. Um, we are one scene of a guy, uh, fucking his sister doggy style away from this being the Game of Thrones pilot. Uh, it's like it is very much like I'm playing like I'm like 45 minutes into the game. It's a dark game. It sounds yes. like. Uh, well, there's no incest <laughs> so far, um, so far. Uh, but um, well, to you, good. Some people get off on that, Gables. Uh, I'm not. We're not. <laughs> we're not here to judge. This is a kink. This is a kink shame free uh, zone. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. I'm not saying it's me. Form, and now I'm fucking just losing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's like, I, you see, like, the Pornhub will, like, release, like, the top 10 search things, and, like, uh, incest is in there, like, always in, like, the top two. It's, it's really uh, weird. Yeah, um, it's always stupid. Yeah, it's always. It's, anyway. Anyways, back to, I'm sorry, back to Final Fantasy 16. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've like really like you can definitely tell like they are influenced by that uh, by by Game of Thrones. Which hey, as long as they just didn't watch the last season, I'm all for. Uh, just or like even if you watch uh, the last season, hopefully they're like hey that's trash. Let's just throw that out. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I'm so far really enjoying it. I, I love like and everything you do in the demo carries over the main game, which I love those. Like like uh, that's awesome. I'm always a fan of those. Like. Um, you know, like that's the reason, like, like last year I played Strangers of Paradise is because that that they had that demo that you carry over like four or five hours and you can carry over the gameplay. Well, long really this year, same thing. I played the demo because of that. So, uh, I hope you know more games do stuff like that when they put out demos. Is like it's it's just like they it's the first two three hours of the game. Here you go. Um, so yeah, that I played that, loving that so far. Another game I've been playing Gables. I actually beat that today. Uh, actually not too long before we started recording. Um. Planet of Lana is a game that came out came out day oh. past uh, day past game past day one. Um, it is very much a um, I think wishfully the name of the student made it, but it is like a limbo inside style game. Uh, but um, you have like you play as Lana, who is like she's like on a, on a, you're on a planet. Obviously, it's Planet of Lana, but uh, some like aliens invade your planet, and it's like but like the people are, like they live in like tribes, like kind of like they have like you know it's like everything's made of wood. You know, you have, like, little tiki things you're living in, essentially, like, that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, they get invaded by aliens, and, like, they kidnap everybody uh, except for her. 
and like she ends up meeting this uh, little cute little creature named uh, Mui, um, and like you're just trying to it's basically you're solving puzzles to get on to the next thing. It's probably three and a half four hours long. Think how good uh, good you are at these. Like I don't think that like I'm not a huge puzzle gamer guy. Uh, like I don't love right. playing games that are like built around puzzles. Uh, like I'm like uh, what's the portal? Like I like lo- I I love Portal One. Portal 2 I fell off of just because those games aren't for me. Like, I, I respect them. It's not for me. Uh, but, like, I am a sucker for these type of games, like uh, like Inside or Limbo or, like, yeah. Little Nightmares 1 I loved a lot. Um, or Typo Man was, I enjoyed. Um, games like that. Uh, and Or, like, Somerville was it was fine, I guess, last year that came out. But, uh, yeah, this is phenomenal. The art design is beautiful. The music, Gables, is made by the same guy that did the music for Last Guardian, which uh, is just a... I, I, a soundtrack that's just on repeat for me a lot of times i'll i will randomly uh just pop that on uh quite a bit it's like in my rotation of when i'm like working on something but like i want to like be able to focus on listen but i don't want lyrics but i want to like listen to good music and helps me focus that is like one of like the handful of soundtracks from video games that uh i wrote i are in my rotation uh so yeah i love the game i love the story um it's no speaking like no they have like their own language that you don't understand, but yeah. like it's all about like really you and Mui, uh, Lana and Mui are like working together to get past aliens, um, or like um, uh, like gotta move platforms around. It's it's not like I never f- felt like they're super hard. There's one puzzle that I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I spent my, like probably 15 minutes on. <laughs> but I finally like like just kind of brute force my way through it as far as like just guessing until I got it right. But like most part like. It's not like that. Like I think the puzzle's really well done. I'm always just impressed at like how well these games, how well the tutorial is in these type of games. Uh, for a game like these games, will have no speaking. There's no like prompts that show up saying, "Hey, press the B button to do this. Press the A button to do." Like it's just all like context clues of like you like they introduce this thing, they make it a really simple puzzle to solve to get to that to solve it. And then, like, they just kind of build upon that throughout sections. I always yeah. find that, like, just really impressive. Like, how I don't know how the fuck you even begin to even, like, think of this, let alone how to teach somebody else how to do it. Um, but, yeah, I, that game's fantastic. I don't know how, I don't know how it's not on my top ten list this year. Uh, if it's not, <laughs> uh, I, what the fuck? Um, and the last but not, I'll run through this one real fast. Outer Worlds game came out in 2019. Um, it's, it's basically uh, Obsidian made this one, who made the, the Fallout New Vegas. Uh, this is like the game I was playing when I was over at my uh, parents' house watching Gunner because it was like perfect game. I like I found the game on Game Pass and it's like took me like a little under like probably like 15 hours to beat the game. Like, but you can spend like there's these games there's there's a, there's a ton of shit to do in this game. But I just kind of like mainlined it, did a little bit of side shit here and there. But it was basically like Obsidian's own uh, like they also made like Stick of Truth and they're doing uh, Avowed uh, as well. Uh, but it's like basically they made their own uh, Fallout game, uh, but in space uh, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally had a ton of fun with this game. Uh, it is, like I said, it is a 2019 version of Fallout. Um, it's I think the characters are really funny. The, the main story is actually pretty cool. Um, like, but you can probably run through that thing fairly quickly if you wanted to. But like, I was having a good time just wandering around doing side quests, talking to some people. Uh, there was like one really cool quest where like there's like these two you go on one of the planets because there's like different planets to go into, and there were like these two warring factions, and you're like you're trying to like you can like work together and be like the middleman, like just kind of stay in the middle. Um, but like one of them is like, they're like basically this entire like galaxy, or not galaxy, but a uh, solar system is being run by a corporation and they're kind of running. Like it's like, they're all like treating everybody like shit. 
uh but and they're like there's like one there's one group that's like uh they're no longer a part of this of, the, of that corporation they're not like so like they're kind of like have to run shit on their own but they have like so that means they get no support from this corporation and but they also want to get back in the good graces of them but then there's the other one like the other warring faction that's like this crazy like fucking like religious cult and they want like so you got to help like it's like kind of like they're all like trying to fight over this like this one like radio signal or something like that and like like you can like this one group it's like that wants to get back into the corporation it's like you can help them get that corporation or you can go help this other group that's like the crazy religious cult by helping them like you can like build like uh get them like a printer for the to basically build newspapers to build their propaganda machine so i'm like well fuck these guys so i killed the entire village <laughs> i killed the leader oh. which didn't, i didn't realize would piss off the entire village and i had a fight like it was like a hundred enemies like I had to fight the entire fucking village, <laughs> and then I literally wiped out the entire cult. Uh, so I'm like, well, therefore, by by, uh, you know, I had to help out the people that want to go back to the corporation. Um, so yeah, it was it was a very funny thing to me. I was like, just that little moment. I'm like, I, I killed the leader. You killed the leader, and you freaking have like the hive just rushed. Yeah, I mean, right it was like him. fucking wild. I was like, I ended up killing all of them, and then like you might see some like ra- scattered throughout like the like oh the open world area. You might find people in the part of that cult. And then, like, now they just, like, like you have, like, um, basically, like, a, a positive negative with all these different groups. And so mine was, like, 100% negative on theirs. So anytime they saw me, it was, like, shoot to kill. So uh, you randomly find them throughout the game, and uh, they would just you know, start shooting at you. So, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a ton of fun with that game. It was, it was a perfect game, too, of, like, saying, like, I might have to stop real fast and take care of Gunner and stuff like that. So it was a perfect game to play where, like, I didn't have to, like, focus completely on it while I was playing, but I, I beat that. So that was a really cool game. So that's why I've been playing Gables. Um, tell me, buddy, uh, I got to go to the bathroom, but tell me about Street Alrighty. Fighter 6. All right. At this case in point, Street Fighter 6, I've played over 50 hours currently, 53 hours according to PSN. And I've done a little bit of everything inside this game so far. It took me around close to 37 hours to beat the World Tour mode. I did a lot of things inside of World Tour mode. I not only did a bunch of the mainline missions, there's still one that uh, I need to go forth and satisfy, but I need to look up a guide because I'm not too sure how I'm going to complete this specific mission. But I've done a bunch of the side missions. There's like maybe a handful left. I have maxed the bonds of all of the characters. I initially wanted to do that because I wanted to unlock their alternative costumes without having to pay money which that is always a cool thing in regards to going through a specific game and actually earning costumes and earning stuff without having to pay money in order to get these things automatically unlocked but uh i initially was just screwing around a bit in terms of like uh you know, I just try to level up my avatar character to a certain extent because I wanted to take this avatar character into the battle hub and stuff and see if I can satisfy getting like 20 wins in an avatar battle. I'm glad to report that I did just that. Actually, a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago at this point, I started doing avatar battles and stuff, and uh, I got most of them done inside of one night. And then yesterday I finished off and got my last remaining few. But let me get into the avatar battles here for a minute. So for Street Fighter VI, there's something inside the battle hub where you, it's just the center, the center of the battle hub stuff. You can do things called avatar battles. And basically what those are is like you take your creative character from a single player mode. You get to do 
you get to face off against other players from around the world and stuff like that that's done the exact same thing. But while on paper that does sound pretty fun, you know, okay, let's just take our characters and face off against other type of characters, you know? So you'll literally have, like, these monstrosities of character creations and stuff will face off against you. But then you'll have, like, crazy-ass type of characters that say, like, Monkey D. Luffy from One Piece somebody has created or something like that with the whole, like, Dulcy move set and some stretching arms and stretching legs and all this other stuff. But then you'll have, like, uh, then you'll have maybe, like, a random Homer Simpson or, like, a random freaking, like, Hank Hill or all this other stuff. It can be pretty crazy and funny and creative from what people have created and stuff like that. But uh, that kind of falls apart when you have to go forth and face people inside of Avatar battles because you'll basically come across people that have the same, the same type of move sets right so what i mean the same type of movesets i mean like they'll have a couple of different ones say they'll have hadoukens they'll have like the whole the whole pile driver thing that zangief does to where if you get super close to him and stuff i mean tyler can attest because i was playing like a couple of avatar battles to try to demonstrate to him how those things generally go and yeah the guy i was facing off against he consistently was doing like he had a dull seam style that he was using so it was just basically a troll type of character build to where he could stretch his arms to get you at a distance and he could do like Hadoukens. He could do like, he could do like uh, the whole pile driver thing for Zangief. And if you do like, a, like overdrive one, that's even quicker to try to capture someone with that type of uh, move. But uh, yeah, when you have, when you face off against avatar characters that are under level say to you, I mean, it's more fair of a fight, you know, in that course, unless it's like, say, 20 or 30 levels above, like lower or something like that, then that kind of becomes trivial. But the one thing I've learned from doing the Avatar battles is you don't want to initiate, okay, it's like, okay, here, uh, I want to play some like Avatar battles or something like that. Because from what I have been understanding is you'll constantly have Avatar characters that are higher level to you. I'm talking about not just like a couple levels, I'm talking about like maybe 10 or 20 levels above. And for one case, in one story, I will tell you, Tyler, I came across a character, let's see, this character was already maxed out at level 100 in single-player mode, so this dude must have spent close to about 70 hours doing that shit. And the funniest part about it is the dude's skill level wasn't that great, but I still wasn't managed to beat him because he had so much fucking padding on his HP, right? I was at level 65. He's at level 100. He is using, like, the same type of moves, like the Scrooge Piledriver, the Hadoukens, the this and that. But it's just enough to where I'm not able to beat him because of how much health and defense he has when I'm hitting specific moves. That made the game in and of itself after the initial couple different tries. Because I wanted to do this challenge. Because I want to see, hey, maybe I could take a round from him. And yeah, I actually did take one round from him because he was being stupid by continuously lunging forward, like doing the... He's basically trying to do a jump, right? He's probably trying to jump towards you, right? And so what did I do? I counter with the double lariat of Zangief. And he did it like about five or six different (laughs) times in like the span of like a minute. And the funniest part about it is I was just basically doing a similar tactic that I use with Ryu, which is like I wait, I don't move, either forward or backwards, I'm just staying neutral, and then I jump neutral to try to catch people off guard when they're trying to do aerial attacks or they're trying to do, like, some sort of stupid crap. And then when they try to jump overhead, I can just do, like, an anti-air sort of move, either a Shoryuken or, 
like the crouching like uh, heavy punch and stuff, which will do like an uppercut, like while you're crouched. And the funniest part about it is, it's like even though he did win like all the matches that I, that he was facing me in with, and he had like a freaking what was it, like a a crazy amount of a win streak, like a forty five. I think like a 45, like a win streak or something like that. That mode, that avatar stuff could be so abusable. <laughs> so for anybody that's interested in trying out Street Fighter 6 in terms of its world tour mode, like in terms of like Battle Hub stuff, if you want to do trophy hunting things, my suggestion to you is finish the single player world tour mode first. Get as high as level as you possibly can bond like do all the bonds and stuff like that to maximize with every character play the different character styles because you'll get more moves that way to customize your character and then get a whole bunch of different supers that you can customize and stuff but as soon as you're done with that if you want to do battle hub stuff do avatar battles that way but a lot of the other different times i had been spending is actually testing out different people in regards to the whole sitting at the arcade cabinets, you know, like having your specific character that uh, you play. Instead of your profile thing, you can set to a specific character you want to play and what control style. It's not like you go to a select screen and all of a sudden you go through and select this character or select that character. It's already predetermined what character you're going to want to play as. I ended up... I ended up, like, doing, like, a hundred different battles or something like that in the battle hub across... Doing avatar battles and also doing regular stuff. I've won over 30 games in regards to the... I'm getting close to winning 30 games, like 30 matches inside the Battle Hub stuff. I'm actually at 23. Actually, when it comes to the avatar stuff and the regular fighting stuff, they, they combine in terms of the matches that you've played and also what you've won. With the oddity being winning 20 of the avatar matches, there's one for like the... There's also one for the fighting grounds when you're doing, like, ranked matches and stuff. You don't to unlock one trophy. I think it's, like, winning, a, like, you basically have to play, like, about 100 matches. I've played about six so far. I predominantly use Ryu. A bunch of players out there to where, yeah, it's unavoidable. You will get your ass kicked in this game. And it's the type of game to where, yeah, even though you want to, even though... You're getting your ass kicked and stuff. This game is fantastic when it comes to that one more match mentality. Because the gameplay itself is so smooth. The online connection is fantastic. The whole, like, rollback netcode stuff of the Street Fighter VI. It's absolutely crazy that I've had matches to where there have been maybe some little bit of lag here or there. Maybe, like, some distance issues. But they haven't been that much of a problem. And that's something that certain fighting games don't nail down. Especially... For like Smash Brothers, Nintendo with Smash Brothers with their online stuff that's so freaking gimmicky and so like unreliable in regards to some of their games that they put online to even like say Tekken 7. Tekken 7, you know, you're trying to play that game online, like say for consoles and stuff, you're not going to have that great of a time because there's constant lag for some cases. But uh, those only apply to like say specific regions or something like that to that but it didn't matter to me whether or not if it doesn't matter in this game whether you're playing against a player in north america or you're playing someone in brazil or in ukraine or like in japan or germany or wherever and stuff it felt like a solid connection a solid like 
hardly any input lag, any input delay and stuff. It's fantastic the way Capcom was able to not only tackle the main issue that players have had with past previous Street Fighter games, which being connection issues, lag, input issues. For a game that you have to be absolutely precise in order to execute combos, in order to counter things at the time you want to do it, it is absolutely one of the best online fighting games I have played in quite a long time. And that's coming from someone that's played games online like Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I've played like Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. I've tried playing that on the PS3 for their online stuff. And though that had like issues occasionally in terms of stuff, I mean, those are two games that I played during the PS3, Xbox 360 generation. Had solid online stuff. Absolutely did have some solid online stuff. But this is another echelon above in its entirety. Not only do you have the connection stuff, but it feels like when I'm playing the games, I'm learning so much more than initially what I would have gotten by, say, playing, say, Smash Brothers Online. I'm not going to learn too much about it because the lag and everything else is prevalent. Plus, you know, it's there's so much more people that are playing online because of the crossplay stuff. I mean... I'm playing people on, like, say, their Xboxes, they're on Steam, on PS5, on PS4. It's, like, it's amazing the amount of, like, not just the amount of people, but because it's so cross-plays and stuff, all these different servers through multiple, like, regions and stuff, they have a max of, like, about 500 each for, like, that stuff. I mean, oh, my gosh, the amount of choices, the amount of servers you can go on to so you don't have to stick on to one or two servers. I'm... God, it's just crazy. Then, like, uh, the amount of game... The amount of character selection, you know? I mean, every single character has their own unique gimmicks. They have their own unique type of feel to them. I've played a bunch as Ryu, but I've also played some as Chun-Li. I've also played some as Kami and stuff. I've tried out Luke a couple different times and stuff. But I'm having so much fun playing the characters that I initially have played so far. I haven't even touched playing, like, say, as... Uh, Manon or Marisa or like uh, JP or something like that. One of the trickier characters to master and stuff. But when you go on, but when you go on like to the leaderboards of Street Fighter Six throughout the game and stuff, like the top 500 sort of players and stuff, you're seeing all sorts of like mixture of different characters. There is, I've maybe saw like maybe one or two Zangiefs or something like that, but I've also seen so many like, like JP, Ken, Ryu, Chun-Li, and stuff like that. Blanca, I mean, there is so much. There is so much because this game is so new still. There's so much of a variety of people wanting to try out the different character sets, trying to see what's good, what's not, what's optimal. You have high competitive players that are in their separate leagues and stuff like that, and they're separated from, like, like say, a bunch of people, like, say, just starting out the game. And that's one thing i can say about street fighter 6 that is absolutely great is because they separate every like every level of like player in different types of like leagues right so it's like you'll have a beginner league then it goes into like a novice and then all of a sudden it goes like into like a, a bronze and then like a silver a gold like a diamond you know like the diamond being like the highest pinnacle and stuff where all the crazy ass competitive players have spent thousands of hours mastering every type of technique or trying to implement different things and stuff that's available and stuff. And the fun part about it is you can enter like almost any league if you choose to, to see if you can go ahead and stack up or if you do this and that, you know, 
the amount of choices, the amount of ways you can play people online, the amount of characters currently at launch that are so fun to play. This is definitely, in my honest opinion, one of the best fighting games I have ever played. It has that type of appeal. It has that type of credential to it. This is a case where absolutely Capcom has smashed all expectations inside of a fighting game. That's not to say that there haven't been any issues I've come across. The Battle Hub Avatar stuff can be a, can be frustrating and like pretty stupid because of how players want to go forth and create meme characters and stuff and kind of ruin experiences for others. The World Tour mode could be better. Going through the initial thing and beating the entire story mode, I mean, the last couple of missions and stuff kind of like deflated some bit of some stuff, but there are different references to past different games. You when you're you can learn more about the characters and stuff. There are other nods to other games in the Capcom series. While I completed the bonds for say like Luke during the one of the last major art scenes and stuff, it is basically you and him playing a game on his TV, right? And it's basically a screenshot of Darkstalkers. Like the game from like uh, Capcom and stuff back around the 90s and stuff. But uh, in another one, it's like there's something like reminiscent of like CVS2, like Capcom versus SNK2, you know, and like these all these older games and stuff reference and characters reference and stuff like that. But yeah, this is definitely, in my honest opinion, a contender for game of the year. Absolutely is a contender for game of the year. It may not be up there in terms of, like, say, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, but by far, this is the best competitive, like, fighting game that's come out in a long-ass time. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it for my plan. All right, well, cool. Um, well, yeah, I think it's going to wrap it up for this week, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like all that, please like, follow, subscribe, five-star reviews, tell your friends. Uh, you know, look down, uh, look down the show notes down below. Find the links to all of our socials. You know, uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Extra Life, all those things. Please check all those places out. Uh, do what you can to help support us out and uh, go to Extra Life, sign up, help some, uh, help some of those big, beautiful kids out there that need our help. So, yeah, I uh, think that's going to wrap it up for everybody. I was host, I was Tyler. I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some goddamn video games. And thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables. Yeah. What does the Iron Sheik always say? Fuck Hulk Hogan. I'll break his back and make him humble. <laughs> Good night, everybody. See ya.